is going on, everybody? Welcome in. It's Alarm Fantasy. I wonder where the music is. I was like, what the heck's going on? Huh? <laughs> what is up, everyone? Welcome in. Thanks for joining us here at Alarm Fantasy Football. I'm Howard Bender. With me, Andrew Cooper. I got to get the lighting in the shed fixed. Now I've got like a little... Like a little smurf tone to me here. I feel like I got some like fluorescent blue going on. <laughs> the other day, the other day you looked like glowing Mr. Burns on the Simpsons. <laughs> and today, today you look like the Crypt Keeper, dude. I might even have to go back to growing burns, dude. The glowing no, what, I'm gonna, what I'm going to end up having to do is I'm going to have to shut down the lights in the shed. I'm going to have to get different lights for like right here in front of me. They're like... Wow. Why don't we do? Uh, why don't we get flashlights and we'll tell ghost stories next episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, we'll we'll talk ghost stories for uh, for for fantasy championships. How about that? Who's in? Who's out? Do you get ghosted by your league? Are you done? Or is it time to move on? Listen, we've got you guys covered here. We're gonna talk NFL news and notes. A lot of NFL injuries that we're gonna be dealing with here. So all the fantasy football stuff that you need, we're gonna be here. Uh, talking waiver wire for championship week. Uh, if you got some lineup stuff, hit that in the chat. We'll get you guys covered here 100%. Uh, also, if you're watching on that Fantasy Alarm YouTube page, please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, before we dive into some of the fantasy football stuff here, first and foremost, Coop, well, how I got to hear a little bit of something, something about Lainey's first Christmas, your new baby girl. It's her first Christmas, right? We've, we've you know, obviously talked about how much more of that is for the mom than it is for the, the, the child. But, dude, I, I saw a great picture that you go, you posted to the fam. So tell me about the first Christmas. That's right, man. We paraded all over the state because that's the thing about the family. You know, it, normal Christmas is it is what it is. But this year, everybody needed to have their time with little angel Lainey. Uh, she did spit up all over her elf suit yesterday very early, ruining a lot of potential, a lot of potential pictures there. But she spent virtually the entire day with Ani Coop, had an awesome time. Yeah, yeah Ani Coop sitting in the chat. I want to say she, hi to her for sure. Oh. She, she got this is from Ani Coop. She got me this. And she also got me something for the show uh, that is going to be. Uh, come to good use today. A new set of glasses. We have the Twitch glasses, you know, Ooh. we have the Miami hangover glasses. Uh, now we have the party glasses. And it's not just for championships. <laughs> it's not just for championships, but it's also for a special occasion today, Mr. Howard Bender's birthday. <laughs> Don't you think that Brian Burns and I would forget? Look at that. Courtesy of Burns. Happy birthday, Howard Bender. How are we doing, man? How's it treating you so far? It's it's treating me just fine. It's, it's Sadly, Coop, it's treating me like any other day, right? 53, <laughs> yeah. 53 trips around the sun, and it's like uh, I'm in this loop right now where it doesn't get any different but listen i've been i've getting a lot of calls a lot of texts a lot of nice uh messaging from everybody so thank you all very very much appreciate it it is funny in this industry that it's like the holidays for us are not the holidays that you guys have like yesterday we were working today we worked you and me worked on christmas eve right the holidays for us is like that day before the mlb all-star game when there's no, <laughs> no sports, no sports at all. <laughs> exactly, it's like you know, like Easter, I guess. You know, just like getting to relax, just because you know there's no sports going on. So yeah, different holidays for us. But today, very special birthday. And look at the chat in here supporting the uh, Bender on his birthday. We got Skinny McKinney with the happy birthday. Ani Coop in the house. 
Preston, the whole the gang showing up for you, Bender. So whether you want to celebrate or not, we're celebrating. <laughs> Listen, no, you know what, man? I, I feel very, very blessed. There are a lot of great people in my life, and I'm very, very thankful for it. Um, you know, I've said it before, right? Because I don't you know. I'm estranged from my family for, you know, a variety of reasons that don't need to be, you know, aired out here. But, you know, I, I've gotten used to that after, you know, 30 odd years. So my family is this family. Like that's, you know, it's it's all you guys out there. That's why I it's why I do what I do. It's why I stay kind of, kind of dedicated on that. Although I did. I'm not going to lie. I did sneak away from football yesterday. Um, about halfway through the Giants game because I had to do the uh, the Jewish Christmas of uh, of Chinese food and go to the movies. So of course, as is tradition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see at the movies? When saw Wonka. Oh, how was it, dude? Um, it was it was really good. It was really good. The funny thing about it was that you know it's very musical. There are a lot of songs throughout the entire thing, and my wife hates musicals like it's really funny but she always picks these movies right a couple of years ago we went and saw les mis right and i don't know have you seen les mis no 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 but i've heard i know you know the story of les mis so so where we are sitting there like you know there's like gasps in the in the in the audience and people are just you know listening and just absorbing the whole thing and loving on it and there's this tragic moment where eponine gets shot Right. And, and she's dying in this dude's arms and she's singing this song. It's beautiful. And I look over and my wife looks at me and she's like, this is so boring. Dude, I, I feel I that, man. Cracking up. Right. And then she starts cracking up, like to the point where the two of us, you know, like when you're sitting there with like your your favorite cousin at Thanksgiving and you guys can't stop laughing. Like, that's us in the movie theater to the point where the woman turned to Deb next to her and offered her tissues because she thought she was sobbing. Oh uncontrolled. That is so good, dude. That is that is exactly right. I, I will say, for me, like, and my wife is the same way, we really don't, I don't like the, the musical musicals. Like, we didn't like La La Land, but I do like when it's like an animated movie, like the kids' movies and stuff when their songs and stuff in that i'll take those ones this is this is great for the kids this is like a, yeah. a great modern era willy wonka you know it had like all the all, you know a lot of the stuff and a lot of throwbacks to the original um right. so it was great you know it was nice but yeah i mean i'm sitting there and like as soon as the first song started i turned and i looked at her and i was like you know this is a full-on musical now, don't you? Here we go. It's like how many songs I, I, were in the first one? I remember all the Oompa Loompa songs. I'm like, remember times. when when everybody left the room during Cheer Up Charlie because nobody likes that song? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yes, the old one was a musical, The Candyman. I got a golden ticket, all that stuff. I was like, what? There are, there are a lot of songs, The Candyman, The Golden Ticket. There are a lot of songs. I, I you don't like, think about that. Why did we yeah. not listen to Howard's Vote for Napoleon? Why did we? Three hour A24 the Joaquin Phoenix biopic is def definitely two sides of the equation there. I will say I'm, I'm glad the movie's good because when I first saw the trailer, I was like, why? Why? Who asked for this? Who who watched Willy Wonka and said, you know what? This needs a prequel, right? Like that, the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? I'll tell you what, though. In, in all honesty, and listen, again, yes, we will get to some fantasy football stuff. I promise yes, you we yeah, will. Yeah. We're, we're kind of missing the algorithm up right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. Uh, we are. Oh, That's why I keep mentioning fantasy NFL football. waivers. There you go. <laughs> Twitch gang, don't abandon us. Waivers, tight ends, uh, start sits.
But anyway, you know what? Yeah, and we'll we'll move on for this. But I, I'll say this: I'm glad it was a prequel because it doesn't like I was fine with that aspect of it because it wasn't going to make me compare. Like you saw Johnny Depp's, and like you immediately compared it to mm-hmm. the original, knowing that this was nothing like the original or it wasn't supposed to be, was perfect. Like That's that great. that made it nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, with the holidays and the fun times and the, you know, the giving spirit, are you, have you been given the gift of fantasy football championships, Coop? Where are you at with, uh, with your leagues? Yeah. So I'm in a lot of leagues as are you. So it would be, I mean, it'd be ridiculous if I didn't make a couple. So I did make a couple. I lost in a bunch, man. I lost, there was a couple of leagues that I really want to win that I lost. I lost my big hometown league this week. I lost in the the Beantown brawl with all the Boston analysts. I lost to Michael Reedy, who's now going to go on to face spaceman Dave Wright. So a couple tough ones there, but I am going to go, I'm going to the championship in my Bentley bro out league with all my college buddies. I'm going to a league with all uh, John and Pemba and I's hometown friends, the most difficult league I'm in. These guys are all sharks. They're always in the chat asking questions and it's me versus John in that one. So that's a big one. And then I have some other dynasty. Oh, you, you and John in the championship game. That's head to head. And we've, we always get crushed, man. Cause like, this is the first time either of us have even made the playoffs in this league. It is a sharp 14 team, ruthless keeper type league, like just crazy. And then the other ones I'm in is like a, a dynasty head to head best ball, just crazy format that I don't even want to talk about. So what about you, Howard? You make a, you make any people? <laughs> um, well, I like you got slapped around in a bunch of slaps. I got, you know, in, in the two, so I'm in two championship leagues. Where right? did my tight ends go? I had so many two tight end set leagues. Oh, dude. Sam Florida died. Vanished. Hawkinson got hurt. Um, Trey, Mc, Trey McBride didn't show up. I had Sam Laporte and Trey McBride in the flex, and yep. I was like, I'm a genius. And then, dude, some of those teams put up like 40 points this week. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. Right. No, no, no. I mean, listen, it's it's the way it was, right? I mean, right. did you, you know, it was like you, you either had Amari Cooper or you faced Amari Cooper. John has like, Amari Cooper, that scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went through it. I got I got destroyed by Colton and the Wolfman in the uh, in the Series X I'm hosting because they have both Brees Hall and Amari Cooper. But guess what? In the Military Appreciation League, I have both Brees Hall and Amari Cooper. And then I uh, I, I threw in Amari Cooper uh, against Mark Brownstein in the Jam on Fantasy Football League. So the two the two leagues that I'm in the championship in. I don't know. I don't know what happened with the pros with Joe's. I don't think they've like matched it up. I can't see what the guy was in my, you know, because he wasn't in our division. You were in pros with Joe's, right? Uh, This year I didn't do it because of the right around the time that was going on, we had the baby. But next year I'm going to be back. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So, yeah, I'm trying. I'm still haven't seen what the other guy scored because he's in a different division and I can't see. What his point total? Oh, was. yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, they'll have to. Though I'm sure they'll announce it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll wait on that one. But Jam on Fantasy Football. That's that's like that's one of the big leagues. That's like that's this trophy over here, this big mother that we get on stage at the show of our choice during Ooh. set break. So the winners, though, were the first time I've won it already. Obviously, there, Steve right. Gardner. Made the championship round. He beat Ari Fink from Fish Radio. I beat Mark Brownstein from the Disco Biscuits. And we, uh, yeah, this is the first time that the two f- main fantasy analysts are actually, actually like, in the championship it, yeah. together. So it's funny how that happens, man. It's like, you know what? That's what that's what I love about fantasy football. And same thing with with poker, like sitting down with poker and friends, like over the long haul, 
the professionals probably will win more than they lose. But in any given week, in any given season, anyone can win. That's what makes fantasy football so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, two championships for me in, in leagues that I really like. In the Military Appreciation League, it's like a Sirius XM sponsored one. The winner of the league actually gets two tickets uh, and some sort of like whole package to the game of their choice. Oh, wow. So, That's it. I guess uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of figure something out. Maybe I'll take Bowden down to Dallas one day, and uh, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't be that wouldn't be obnoxious at all. No, that, that would be great. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's crazy. Let us know in the chat what's going on with you guys. If you guys won your leagues or not. Also, want to shout out uh, McKinney, Skinny McKinney, and I'm going to post it today. He sent me uh, sent me some ginger snaps for me and the wife, man. Really appreciate that. Oh, we got, we got ginger snaps from skinny as well. Really nice gesture. Also Jared Moore in the chat. Uh, he said, you know what? I got some, some cards that, cause I, he, they're kind of getting me into the playing card. I mean, the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. NFL cards. Yeah. He sent me some cards, sent me a, uh, Teddy Bruschi, right. Uh, which, you know, little things to him that, you know, go a long way for me, a Wade Boggs. Where's the then, where's the one that you texted me a picture of? Where's this, the good one? This is a funny one right here. This is my favorite <laughs> one he sent me. The Alante Taylor card. One of my real good buddy. Again, making us a lot of money with all his tackles and lack of <laughs> lack of batting down passes. He also sent me these, which I want to talk to him about because I want to see if I get, get back on the show. 92 Fleer Baseball and a pack of 1990 Tops football where I can feel the pack of gum in here, Howard. What, what do you think the pack, what do you think the gum in this pack of cards is like these days? Oh, it's it's hysterical. <laughs> like you but you know what though? Like suck on it for a little while and then just you know <laughs> and then go to the hospital. And then well you you'll chew it like three times and then it'll turn to dust in your mouth. But you know, it's like you, you get that original flavor, which is you gotta you gotta eat the gum, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you guys. The Fantasy Alarm members, best in the world, dude. And Ani Koopy got me obviously a trillion things. So shout out Ani Koopy. You can't, I can't see a damn thing in these party glasses. So we're going to have to save them for very specific party, <laughs> party occasions. <laughs> got, they got the sparkles right in there, dude. <laughs> oh, look at that. Did they move? Is it like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not only, I can't see anything and they also hurt. They actually hurt to put on my face. So thank I feel you. Like if I had those on, I'd end up having a seizure. Of some <laughs> it's, sort. It's, it's pretty uncomfortable all around. Thank you, Honey Coop. These are great. <laughs> oh man, fantastic! All right, well let's uh, let's let's get down and dirty with uh, with what went down. Like I mean, you know, we could do because you didn't have uh, the fantasy fiasco yesterday on Christmas uh-huh. Day. We had a three game slate yesterday. Some crazy stuff. Obviously, the Ravens beating the uh, the 49ers was a big one because that was like a big Super Bowl preview. Um, but yeah, man, we saw there's there's a ton of stuff that we saw. Obviously, slate breakers for everybody. Amari Cooper's day and Brees Hall's day. I mean, those guys were just I mean, it was yeah. crazy. If you face them, you probably lost your matchup. I'd be very surprised to see anybody like withstand that. Oh, no. I mean, Brees, uh, just think about Brees Hall's day. And when we knew he was capable of it because he has had a few games with, you know, five, six catches, seven, eight targets, 12 receptions, though. Not even just like on top of the two touchdowns, 12. When a running back catches 12 balls, you know you're in trouble, man. So, and then obviously Amari Cooper, record setting cross the board day. Uh, and when you have a guy like Amari Cooper have 200 something yards, obviously Joe Flacco is going to have a monster day. And there were leagues out there. Shout out John and Pemba telling people to start Flacco over guys like Kyler Murray, 
who, you know, had an okay day, but Flacco, man, big week. So Flacco, Nick Mullins, I survived. John told me to start Nick Mullins in a league that now I'm going to go up against him in the championship. Bit. So kind of saved me. Oh, up. look at that. A little collusion to get into the championship. Oh, we had to show these guys who's boss. They've been talking a little too much smack, you know, ooh, professional fantasy. You know, you should have me on the show sometime, right? You know, classic, classic <laughs> trash talk. Yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to the crew, dude. Well, one of fantasy alarms taking home one, one way or the other, which I, I appreciate that. And of course, John, the moment the the lineup was settled, Howard, you know, John, the text comes in, how we chop in this pot. So the, ah. pot- <laughs> <laughs> the chop, the, the pot has already been chopped with our dues for next year. Staying with the treasurer, the most conservative fantasy gamer of all time, John and Peba, shout out, has already negotiated the chop. It is Tuesday. <laughs> it is so funny. Like, he doesn't even, like, I mean, it's just, I mean, listen, I, I get it, right? I mean, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know how much this pot is, but, you know. It's, it's a friendly league. It's a friendly league. You know. what, what matters most is winning. And I will say this, just to everybody out there, and I'm going to tweet this out later as well. If someone reaches out to you, to chop a pot. This is my personal philosophy on it. So you don't have to follow this. But if somebody reaches out to me that wants to chop a pot, I almost always say yes. Almost always, you know, and, and I try to keep maybe a little something that extra that goes to the winner. But the thing is, you don't know what situation they're in financially. Like you don't know what 300, 400, 500 bucks could mean to some of these people, especially after Christmas, right? Friends of yours aren't going to tell you, they're not going to show you their bank statement or anything like that. Like I know John's doing well and I know who he is. So of course we're going to chop the pot, but with a lot of people out there, you don't know, right? And for you, if you're in a situation where you have to win to get that money, then maybe you shouldn't be putting that much money on fantasy in the first place. So uh, for you, if people ask you to chop, I would just do your best to accommodate them. You know, that's my feeling on Howard. I don't know if you feel the same. Uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm I'm very much of that like mind as well. You don't know what anybody else is dealing with or going through, right? I might not be the first person to chop. Like for my survivor pool, I was the, you know, the one back in week 14 had the, had the Packers beaten the Giants. I was already, I had the email already like ready, you know, in my drafts. To, to send to the commish to be like, yo, ask this dude if he wants to chop the pot. Like, I, you know, like, I mean, that's just, you know, you know, because that was, you know, at that point, you know, 12 grand would have been, you know. It, right. Like winning the 25 was phenomenal, Great. right? But like awesome. the 12 and a half would have been phenomenal too. And now I wasn't going to, I didn't want to risk that in any way, I, shape or form. I can, I still cannot believe the people that didn't chop that circle pool, that circle, that Dude, there was that one dude, and I don't I, even know if that dude's still in it or not. I hope he's. I hope he's not. That guy is. I a hope he's not either. Maniac, more, maniac more for not chopping left, especially because of the the way they set it up. For those unaware, we talked about this in the show before. Nine million dollar pool, and uh, how many? There was only like seven people left, or something like that. Uh, not very many people left, but they were able to set it up where each person was going to walk away with like $400,000 and the winner would still get like five or 6 million. It was the perfect compromise of everyone gets life-changing money and the winner gets absurd money. And one person was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Crazy. Uh, Jared Moore in the comments right there is a story over the weekend of a high stakes poker player who refused to chop and got KO'd. That is the circa million there, so he did get knocked out, which is great because I knew it was a uh, it was a high stakes poker. Oh, guy so it was that guy? Okay, who said no? So that you know what that karma right there. I figured it was. I figured I it was he. Crap. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure he's like, oh damn, 
but he's he's an odds guy. Those guys are there's something up here with those guys that lets them just robotically move on to the next one. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. if you play high stakes poker, you have to have that mentality. But I will say, I knew it was going to be either one of those like methodical gamblers or it was going to be a guy that is just crazy rich. And you know, he looks at you know four hundred thousand dollars the way we look at forty bucks, which you know there are people like that out there. There are people exactly like that. So, well, you know, either way, I'm still glad that he got knocked out. <laughs> uh, Preston Farrell in the chat. Thanks for your help on Jackson versus Purdy. He's in the ship now. Congratulations, Preston. Awesome. Um, ooh, Andy Coopy says, happy birthday, handsome. Hello, Whoa, Andy. look out. Look out, Dad. <laughs> uh, right? I'm putting these on so I can't see any of the comments Ooh. that refer to. Well, now I'm totally smitten. Hey, listen, you know what? My wife could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I don't know. I, it's just this is good to, you know, appraise my value. Uh, you know what? The moon, though. Then you be part of the then you be part of the Cooper Christmas. And I tell you, Ani Coop, she lays the presents on thick. Nobody does Christmas better than Ani Coop. I will tell you this, Howard, though. She does it a very specific way. Her and I went to the local outlet mall. I picked out these hiking boots very n- nice boots you know that you know she got them for me she goes out pays for them and i'm standing there with my arms out like this this is in november and she takes them under her arm and she's like all right see ya and i'm like what i'm like and she's like no you have to get those on christmas this is a christmas present i'm like what if i roll my ankle hiking and she goes that's gonna be very sad <laughs> so yeah i had I to wait I I, i'm a grown man i had to wait a month and a half for my hiking boots which i did on unwrap- <laughs> i have a beard i went i waited a month and a half opened my it was much more special because they're on christmas so thank you honey coop i love my hiking boots. <laughs> i've been wearing them around the house because it's too wet outside oh she's uh she's also cheering for me to get lucky tonight so thank you again honey yeah. coop Right, team. Hey, it's a special day. It's a special day. Yeah. Yeah. Growing a nice musical. Um, I will. Uh, I'm getting so embarrassed because that's how I finished my night last night. Whoa! Whoa! Look out! Tommy Tremble outscored Travis Kelsey in my league fantasy randomness. Jared Moore. Yeah, that was I, again. This crazy stuff. Oh, that- this this is Clyde. I listen to your show all the time, and first le- this year. Eight teams, so strong team here. I'm in the championship. Look at that. Start set right here off the bat. McBride or Najoku. You got Najoku on Thursday night, short week against the Jets. I don't even know who Arizona's playing this week. Eagles. Eagles. So it's a good matchup for McBride. We we think it would be. Yeah. So I don't know. And Najoku, the thing with the, the Jets is that you can't just look at the raw scoring against them because it makes them look like they're not that good against the tight end or makes them look mm-hmm. like the middle of the pack. But go and look at who scored the points. 86-yard touchdown for Farrell Brown. Random Luke Schoonmaker touchdown. Noah Gray touchdown. Against the primary tight ends, they've been pretty good. So I think I'm actually going to stick with McBride despite how hot Njoku's been. I don't think there's a bad start in there, right? I think they're both good options, but I think I'm going to go McBride, Howard. Yeah, I'm going to lean McBride as well. Although, you know, Jets did give up that touchdown and some yardage to Logan Thomas this past week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to hammer all, I'm gonna hit all the numbers. I'm going to hit all the numbers. We're going to get the update on Thursday. And the crazy thing is for me, I had people that were like, oh, you're going to rank Travis Kelsey at one after he's been playing poorly. And then they circled back and were like, Travis Kelsey stinks. Like, I can't, you know, you were wrong. And I said, I was saying, you know what? Who should have been ranked at one, right? Because- 
The other the people that people wanted ranked at one, Trey McBride. Well, Travis Kelsey outscored Trey McBride. He outscored Sam Laporta. McBride and Hawkinson, you know, depending what format you were in, scored virtually the same number of points. So how far down was I supposed to pull somebody up and put ahead of Travis Kelsey? That's why it's not easy to do this. It's easy to sit back and say, you were wrong about this one thing, right? That, you know, Kelsey shouldn't have been ranked one, but I, where are your rankings? You know what I mean? So enough, enough of I'm that. With you. I'm with you. Listen, I mean, listen, hindsight, it's 2020. Anybody can sit there and come back. You know, you know, again, I've talked about this on air before. You know, people who come back at Fantasy House, listen, you come to us, we give you our best, you know, assessment of it. We're clearly more right than we are wrong, but we're not perfect. If we were perfect, let me ask you guys a question. If we were perfect, would we even be doing this show on YouTube or would we be like laughing at the world from our yachts in the south of france right i don't think there's a lot of fantasy football yachts out there in general howard you know what i mean it's a difficult it's a difficult game you know so i don't know and the the crazy part is i see these people my followers saying it to me saying rank mcbride ahead of kelsey i'm like why the heck do you have how do you have travis uh, why do you have trey mcbride on your team in the first place because i was the one that told you to pick him up you know what I mean? Give me some, cut me a little slack oh, here, do right? You know how many, do you know how many idiots like came at me because Corlett Sutton put up a zero? I'm like, the dude got concussed. He right. carried you mm-hmm. as like the wide receiver, the ultimate like wide receiver three, right? You Forget about, it. you know, your wide receiver one, your wide receiver two, that's on you people. I gave you the wide receiver three. And then the dude got concussed, concussed on, uh, in the first quarter. And he puts up a zero, which cost me a ton of spots in uh, mm-hmm. in, in my playoffs, right? I would have beaten Tara Victoria, you know, Tara Roberts. Uh, I lost to her in the Sirius XM Independence Day Invitational. I was 13-1 and one in the regular season. My team was just beast-like. And I got a zero from Sutton, you know? And and that kind of costs you. I mean, listen, it, this, this shit happens, people. Yeah, well, it hurts worse because the things I tell people to do are the things that I'm doing. So when they go wrong, I lose, and then people have to come and remind me that I lose. Well, like, I got like yeah, I'm I'm built the exact same way. If I if you, if you if I gave you a play that lost, chances are I lost because of it as oh, yeah. well. Um, all right, so we gave the breakdown on Najoku, right? But mm-hmm. now it's Laporta or Najoku, McBride versus Najoku. Now it's Sammy Laporta. Against the Dallas Cowboys, that's a Saturday game. Laporte has actually been uh, held in check, what, last what, two out of the oh. last three games? He had that three-touchdown game in the middle of it. Yeah, that's – I mean, the scary thing for Laporta is that – and this wasn't really the case early on. To, in some games it was. But we the way we look at Laporta from 10,000 yards up – is not really what he actually is. We look at him and think that he's like Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, where he's playing a ton of slot because of the type of guy that we envision him being, but he actually doesn't. He plays like true inline tight end. And in a couple of these games, they've been asking him to stay in and block. He blocked on eight pass plays this week, eight. So if you were blocking on eight pass plays, right? And the team only in most games throws 30 or 40 times, that means you're only running at most two thirds of the rounds, right? So this week, there were 11 routes that he didn't run. So that's going to hurt his upside. I, that's why Laporta for me has kind of slowly gone to the point where I'm, I'm ranking McBride ahead. I'm ranking Hawkey ahead. I mean, you're still starting him in most spots, but for me, I'll probably start a joke over him because it's scary to have this guy that is just being used to staying in a block and, and going up against the Cowboys who get after the quarterback. 
Yeah, when, I mean the pass rush there, the defensive line. We've seen it. You know, right. you don't. You know, you you don't want to. You know, take away that extra blocker. Right. So. so it does worry me. You know that with with the Vikings, we said you know two high safeties. You know, a lot of blitzing. It's probably it's not a great spot for the board. So we weren't using my fades article in the tight end DFS. My own son, Howard. I put him in the fit. I put, my own son. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to put the kids on timeout. You know what I mean? I, 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 picture, I picture you as like, you know, like when when Don Corleone is told about <laughs> Sonny and he's like, look at the best of my boy. Look at this. Dad. Look how they ma- look how they massacred my boy. I'm looking at the <laughs> I get him blocking on that place. That is like the way it is, though. I mean, uh, and again, a DFS fade is a lot. You have to explain that, you know, a DFS fade versus a redraft fade. It's not like I was telling people not to start him in redraft but i'm saying don't pay up for this cat in this situation this week all three of them are are in decent spots i'm gonna i'm gonna as always on thursday the rankings will be up today and then i'll fine-tune them for thursday so uh keep an eye on that but as of right now i do lean in joke he's just been so so locked in howard over the last and i have to check it for i was checking it yesterday before the games over the last three weeks the number one player in fantasy football the number one flex player uh, sorry, the number one wide receiver or tight end has been Amari Cooper, and number two has been David and Joke. Like, he has four touchdowns last three weeks. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you get that kind of, you know, crazy volume, the only the only sad part about that now is that now you've got, you know, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and Michael Carter the second. Um, you know, you've got a great secondary for the Jets going up against Amari Cooper and David Njoku now. So, you know, it comes a little bit, little bit more of a daunting task. Right. The I tweeted it earlier. The unstoppable chucking force of Joe Flacco against the immovable object that is Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and Michael Carter. Yeah, like we'll see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Indeed. Listen, more tight end stuff here. You ready? I mean, now we gotta talk about Kincaid going up against the Patriots this week. Got you know, Preston Farrell says Goddard, Waller, Oconquo, Pitts, Fryermuth, all available. Okay. So now the question is, is which one does he pick up? Uh, assuming that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how the Patriots, you know, against the tight very, end. Very good. They've so. been very, yeah, they, they they had a couple touchdowns early in the year skewing the stats. And you know, I think like Durham Smythe scored one, but like you saw what happened with Kelsey, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much shut out. This week, you know, the Falcon, uh, the Broncos don't really use a tight end. But uh, I, I do worry about that. I'm Kincaid's not going to be super high in my rankings just because his usage wasn't good either. I need to see some full practices from him. I think he's still banged up. I'm actually very I like Pitts. If recently ninety percent of the routes run, caught a touchdown this week. Uh, he's not a bad option if he's out there. Fryermuth, I'm not going to go with. Not with Mason Rudolph. He was not a part of the game plan. This I, week. I've got the one that it's really the question. What well, going? And that's Darren Waller. Right. Because he's yeah. going up against the Rams, who are one of the worst teams against the tight end. Now mm-hmm. he's going up against the Eagles here. He saw five targets. He only caught two passes, 32 yards. He had that bad drop in the beginning of that game also, which was uh, a little on the disappointing side. That, for me, is like the best matchup. But the question is, can we trust it? Yeah. I mean, so he went from a – and I warned people that this could happen, is that he went from 40% of the snaps the first game and we think, oh, well, he's healthy now, so he'll just play 90%. He went from 40% to 60%. So you're betting that we're going 40, 60, 80, and he's going to play the full snaps this game, get the full target share. I'm personally willing to make that bet. But it depends how risk-averse you are. But I think if you're a risk-averse person, you start Dallas Goddard. 
if you're willing to lay it out there and go for the upside, it's Waller. Yeah. Okay. Excellent answer. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Thumbing through the rest. I see Toronto Dave's in the house. What is up? What up, team? Uh, Wiffle Ball Boys, should I pick up Aaron Jones off waivers tonight? Would be my, for my flex spot if Jacobs or Keenan Allen aren't healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Absolutely. Toronto, how, is, you, how is Aaron Jones sitting on the waiver wire? Uh, Toronto Dave said timeout after he said Aaron Jones on the wire. But in Wiffle Ball, the Clyde's uh, defense, he already said it was an eight-team league. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. All, all ten year olds, eighteen league. So damn, yeah, definitely pick him up. Going up against uh, like Minnesota on on Sunday night football in Minnesota, so you don't even have to deal with the weather. Yeah, and he says there's a lot of guys out there on the wire: Godwin, Chuba, Ramondre, Jane Reed. Yeah, I probably wouldn't pick up Ramondre and try and go that route, but I mean Chuba, Chuba's been solid too. So let us know who you're dropping, Wolfball Boy, because uh, that's just as important as who, um, just as important as what's going on here. Because if 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 those guys are on the wire, we would I wouldn't want to see you drop somebody that helps your opponent. So let us know. Yeah, who you don't want to drop somebody that's better than what's sitting out there on the wire for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, Toronto Day has been carried by that Flacco Najoku stack. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Yes, uh, Howard, I want to I want to ask you. So like. You know, Demar Hamlin still, you know, reporters, they always root for the story, right? So they the chance that Demar Hamlin could still win the comeback player of the year. But I start looking around at the other options and I'm wondering if Flacco is he in the conversation? Guys like Flacco, Baker Mayfield, that, you know, I mean, after Geno Smith won it, the the uh category is not just people who were hurt last year, clearly. So, um, what do you think? Is possible? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going to the odds right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what they are. I, look at some futures and see if I, I can find it. I checked it last week, and Hamlin was still the favorite. So I don't know, but I was looking at a few of them, and I looked at Flacco. Kind of, he wasn't. He was towards the. He was on there. He started. He was towards the middle when I looked, and I started thinking to myself, like, man, they're in, they're still in the running for the division. Like he hadn't, you know, hasn't played and didn't play at all last. Or played two games last year, whatever. I mean. Uh, so here you go. So Demar Hamlin at minus four fifty. It, it should not be Demar Hamlin. I don't think it should be either. The, yeah. the dude played what one game already, or it's, made two appearances on special teams. It's because it's journalists, man. It's I know journalists. why. I know why. It's just come on. I know. Man. I know. I know. Uh, Joe Flacco next best odds at plus four hundred. Ooh, so that's well, that's high. He's moving up. Damn, I should have put money on him last week. Baker plus a thousand. Baker, Baker, I came to mind. He could win the division. The Browns are ten and five. Man, like they're going to go to the playoffs. Tua at plus twelve hundred. Lame. Russell Wilson plus five thousand. Lamar Jackson plus five thousand. Brees Hall plus fifteen thousand. Lamar Jackson. TJ Watt, Kyler Murray. That's that's where we're at. Wow. I mean, I, honestly, the the if I was if I had a vote. I'm thinking I'm just why I'm watching Flacco and Baker here. And Baker, I'd actually probably go to Baker before I'd go to Flacco just because of, you know. Right. Like Lamar's a good He's pick, done it all year. Flacco's done it for the last, you know, four games, five games. In terms of comeback player, I don't think Lamar's tra- – his story went low enough. That's the problem with him is that, mm-hmm. you know, Baker was – you know, Baker and Flacco were out of league. Kind of like to a certain degree, not not starting quarterbacks. So I don't know if Lamar and Tua. Yeah, I don't know if their their stories dipped enough to to deserve the award. So yeah, I'm feeling it. What are you What do you guys think in the chat? Uh, Jared Moore thinks that Dave uh, Daniel Bellinger is better than Darren Waller. 
Get out of here, dude. Come uh, on. A lot of Flacco love here. Da, da, da. I would drop Kyler, my backup QB. That's who Wiffle Ball is dropping. Yeah, if you're not going to start him. And I can guarantee the other person in your league has a better quarterback than Kyler if it's an eight-team league. So, yeah, you could safely do that. I would do that. Uh, Daggers wants to know, thoughts on defense? I've got the Bears, but thinking about grabbing the Ravens or the Raiders. The Raiders defense, dude. I know, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have guessed, dude? Who would have guessed? Max Crosby is just a force. He is an animal. Uh, wow. What did you think about what did you think about the uh Jack Jack Jones there fake giving the ball to that kid? Did you see that? I did see that. Eh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's I, the thing for some reason, because it's the I Raiders. Lie. Because it's the Raiders, it's actually if any other team does that than than that, but because it's the Raiders, I think it's actually okay. Pretty on brand. So Raiders, Chiefs, I mean, come on. That is funny. I hope that so I'm sure the Chiefs, you know, staff wouldn't gave that kid something. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Um, all right. Well, which defense do we like here? Let me. I'm just going. I'm pulling up the. Uh, yeah, it's Bears. Bears got the Falcons, and the Bears have been good lately. Uh, uh, Bears have definitely been good lately. Yeah, Ravens have. I don't likely as a good man. Ravens have Dolphins, so I don't know if I love that. Ravens, Dolphins. You don't want that. Uh, yeah. Seahawks, Texans, Packers available. Um, I mean, I, I I think I'd probably just stick with the Bears. Yeah, I'd stick right with the Bears. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, Seattle's intriguing if you think Mason Rudolph's going to pee down his leg this time around. But I think I would just stay with the Bears. Yeah, stick with the Bears because the Seahawks, yeah, they don't really get after the quarterback. All right. Before we get back to the uh, to the chat, we will. There's a couple of things that we wanted to be able to do. Number one is I want to talk about uh, and shout out to our sponsors over at Underdog Fantasy. And then we got to just give some some waiver wire stuff, too. So here we go. Underdog Fantasy, the QR codes right here, guys. Uh, or you can just go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use that promo code alarm. They'll give you an instant deposit match up to $100. They don't have their featured player in there yet. But as soon as they do, you know we're ready to jump on it with the picks that we've got here. Looking ahead here at NFL Week 17, Coop, for you, Underdog Fantasy, who, whose stat line are you looking at? Yeah, so as we know, uh, we, we do like to it, – it's more fun to go higher, but it's mathematically you get more outs going lower. Not only if the player playing poorly, but you can have injuries, things like that. So I'm going to go with a lower this week. I'm looking at James Cook, 65 and a half rushing yards. He's been very good. He's been very good, but the Patriots defense has quietly been even better. They've been the number one team in DVOA against the run. So they've been middle of pack of letting up receptions. James Cook, last time they faced them, had a few receptions, but he didn't crack 65 and a half yards. Javante Williams this week scored a touchdown, sure but he had 11 carries for 24 yards. The Patriots are doing very well against the run specifically. So for fantasy football, go ahead and start James Cook because he's probably going to catch a few balls. He's probably going to do just fine, but I don't know if he's going to run for 65 and a half yards. I don't think he's going to. So I'm going to go with the lower on that one, Burns. Yeah, I, I, I can't go against that pick there. We talked about that. I told people, I was a little nervous when Javante Williams scored that touchdown early. I was like, oh, ooh, oh, you know, like, because I, t- I was telling people to not start him at all this Me week. Me too. I was against it. So uh, it did, the uh, the yardage actually ended up paying off, and that was that uh, early 
early turnover on that uh, on that touchdown. Uh, for me, I'm looking at uh, Thursday night action here. Jets uh, going up against the Browns. And I'm going to look at C.J. Mosley. I'm going to give a tackle monster prop here right Ooh, now, Coop. All right. And I'm going to go with C.J. Mosley. Uh, seven and a half tackles plus assists. I'm going to go higher uh, on this one here. We know that... Thank you. We know that the uh, the the Jets have fantastic cover corners in Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Those guys are going to take care of the outside. It's going to kind of funnel everything in more towards the middle, not to mention the fact that the Jets are struggling against the run. So you've got Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. So I see a lot of running from Cleveland here. I'm not saying that Flacco's not going to, you know, do his, you know, usual try to chuck it, but he's I think he's going to be more over the middle kind of uh, you know, short start stuff to uh, Elijah Moore, shorter stuff to David Njoku, area where C.J. Mosley is going to be very, very active. So I say higher than seven and a half tackles plus assists. That's a Bam! Yeah, there you and go. Mosley has kind of taken over a bunch of games this year, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in like half the games, he has double digit combined tackles. So yeah, that number seems kind of suspect. Seven and a half, I'm sure. Sure, you're going to move the needle on that one. So, yeah, get those in now. Get them locked up. Yeah, I'm sure it will end up moving the needle. But again, guys, Underdog Fantasy is where you want to be. Uh, hit that QR code or just go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use that promo code ALARM. Get an instant deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. Uh, all right, before we get back to the chat, Coop, it's always, you know, listen, there are people who are playing for their championships right now. Might have some waiver wire moves. We've got a number of injuries that we're obviously looking at. Uh, and you guys should definitely check out the injury report over at fantasyalarm.com. But listen, Purdy's banged up. We don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence's shoulder. Is CJ Stroud going to come back? Will Levis is dealing with an angle. So there's lots of stuff. Isaiah Pacheco with a concussion, Josh Jacobs' knee, Ramondre Stevenson's ankle. There's so many injuries that you got to end up working through. So it always pays off to uh, to just take a look at the waiver wire and just see what's out there right now. Britt Flynn has uh, the waiver wire article over at fantasyalarm.com right now. You can go and check that out. It is 100% free, just like this content here that we're giving you, 100% free. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Oh, yeah, we, are we still doing this holiday sale? I thought that- Last day, last day today. the last day. Today is the last day, people, for this holiday sale. Fantasyalarm.com slash santa promo code santa gives you your first month for four bucks right dollar a week for the next four weeks and that gets Last you a today yeah. Yeah. so and that that yeah you know, the hold gets you through uh what i believe because i've been listening to you and jim talking about it. i think you got you guys are trying to get the uh the initial copy of the baseball draft guide out in january right so you get that now and you're getting a draft guide as part of it. So you're going to get all the DFS stuff for every sport. But as part of that, you're also going to get a draft guide that is going to be more than four bucks when it comes out. So uh, it's it's kind of free real estate right there. And again, it's Christmas. So that's kind of why we do that. So last day today, four bucks for the next month, promo code Santa. Give yourself the gift of winning. In the meantime, Coop. The waiver wire article still free of charge. Britt Flynn does the work. I'm going to throw down a couple of names here. You tell me who you like. Uh, just pulling directly off of our article here. Quarterbacks, Flacco, uh, but he's got the Jets. Derek Carr, who had a great, you know, fourth quarter last week, going up against Tampa Bay, a defensively challenged team. Who do you prefer? Yeah, so I, I've already had people asking me about Sam Darnold 
And my thought process on that is this. If you were locked into Brock Purdy, maybe you add Sam Darnold and say to yourself, you know what? I'll start whoever the starting quarterback is for the 49ers. I think that's fine. But if you need somebody for this week, for sure, and you lost your quarterback or or you don't trust your quarterback, the guy I'm going with is Derek Carr. I know Flacco has been throwing it like crazy, but this Jets team is a different beast. You look at what Vegas is saying, the over-under set at like 35 points, which is not what you would expect for a Flacco game. I don't really want to go there. Derek Carr has been very solid, right? Last two games, back-to-back games, three touchdown games. Game before that, he threw two. And Chris Olave looks good. Rashid Shahid looks good. Why not go there with him against Tampa Bay? This one has the shootout potential. I like Derek Carr. That's where I'm going. Got to play. I, I'm playing it safe. I'm going Carr, and I think he throws a couple touchdowns this week. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that one there. At the running back position, your top waiver wire running backs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, now that we've got a concussed Isaiah Pacheco. I don't know why how that dude's helmet didn't stay on. That was ridiculous there. Uh, but here we go. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's got the Bengals, who have one of the worst run defenses. Tyler Algier getting some smoke here against the Bears. Chase Brown possibly coming back against uh, Kansas City. And Chris Rodriguez, who actually did suffer, I believe he had like a foot issue or something that he uh, that he left the game with right. for a bit here this past week against the Jets. But he's got the Niners. It's a tough matchup. Yeah, that's, that's what scares me with Rodriguez. Otherwise, I'd have him higher because he's the starting running back for that team. Right. Uh, you know, so and he's getting more carries. Also, we, we don't know Brian Robinson could be back. So I don't know. I kind of I'm steering away from him. Tyler Al- Algier has more carries than uh, over the last two weeks than Bijan. So, I mean, he's he's viable in deeper leagues. Chase Brown, of course, explosive playmaker. Great for Dynasty, but I don't know. I don't trust his snap count. The guy I'm going for is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And the reason is the vast majority they've 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 been. No doubt in my mind, they've done something to tweak the concussion protocol compared to last year. I think they saw guys like Tua getting concussions, coming back, leaving. Uh, how many times have you ever seen the Michael Pittman situation, Howard, where yeah. he cleared protocol and then he, uh, you know, they kept they keep testing you and then he ends up back in it. And the vast majority of players this year, when they leave a game with a concussion, you're not playing the next game. So I would not be surprised to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire not play. And we just watched Jerick McKinnon go on IR. So You mean uh, Isaiah Pacheco? Isaiah Pacheco not play. Sorry about that. Pacheco not play. And we saw McKinnon go on IR. So CEH might be the only show in town. And he showed a little bit of pop yesterday. So I think uh, if you have a spot open, that's the guy you got to go on and get. Yeah, I agree with that one for sure. At the wide receiver position, your top wide receiver uh, potential waiver wire pickups here. KJ Osborne going up against Green Bay. If Jordan Addison is out, he left the game with a uh, with an ankle injury. Rashid Shahid against these Buccaneers. We know he's got that deep play threat. Demarcus Robinson going up against the Giants. This one here, I had uh, I left him on the bench this past week because yeah. Tutu Atwell was back and cleared concussion protocol and. Robinson became the guy, so he's now in there. DJ Chark, how freaking funny is DJ Chark after what you and I said about him last week, that this dude comes down with two touchdowns. And then, of course, Brandon Johnson uh, for the Broncos, now that uh, that Cortland Sutton is on that concussed list. Right, yeah, and Brandon Johnson, the the thing is, we don't know for sure who's going to get, if anyone's going to get a full snap share with Brandon Johnson, Lil' Jordan Humphrey, but that's how they're going to fill that role with the big boys. Uh, But I worry about that. Same with DJ Chark, where some games he plays the whole game, some games he doesn't. I don't trust him. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, deeper leagues, of course. And I love what Britt does, is that, you know, fantasy alarm members, they're sharp. 
gamers for the most part. Uh, so in this article, she goes and she only looks at, at folks in less than 50% of leagues, right? So they're all available. You know, we have too many people saying like, oh, you know, that guy's not gonna be out there. First thing I'm doing is is go and make sure Romeo Dubs isn't on the wire. He's not in the article, but I, I know, in, you know, he's only rostered in like 60% of some leagues. First check on him. If he's not there, it's gotta be KJ Osborne. At this stage, in against going up against what is likely another powerhouse team in your league, you wanna have guys that are playing the whole game and KJ Osborne with Hawkinson banged up, with Addison banged up now, he's going to be lying in the opposite JJ with Green Bay. If Jair Alexander plays and goes up against JJ, Osborne could end up with a lot of targets. So I think Osborne's the guy that you're going to want to go for. He gives you the best shot at upside. After that, Rashid Shahid, if you're going out, you're adding Derek Carr, like I said, add Sheed too and just lock it in, go after it. He's gotten 20% target share in uh, three straight games since Michael Thomas left. So. All right, and then finally, top waiver wire tight ends we're looking at. Tucker Kraft against the Vikings. Gerald Everett uh, in play here against the Denver Broncos. And then uh, how about Chiggy Okonkwo? Uh, found his way into the end zone this past week, a la Derrick Henry passing touchdown, uh, but going up against Houston. Yeah, so uh, Britt had Kraft and Everett in the article. I'm going to hit her up and say, you know what? Sneak Chig in there. I think he's a good option. Uh Tucker Craft in most sharp leagues is already added. If he hasn't been added, then you got to add him because they've got guys banged up. It's all it's a mess over there, right? You know, right. Malik Keith running around. So Craft needs to be your priority. Everett, he did well in the matchup against the Broncos last time. He should be fine. The thing is, this isn't a full time player. So I every I try I, I tend to not trust him. I'd rather use him in DFS. The guy that I like, the sneaky one, Chiga Conquell, his usage has steadily increased both in playing time and routes going back to week 10 or 11, where we looked at it and I was like, man, you can't trust this guy at all. They, they tried out Josh Wiley a bit, the rookie. Since then, Okonkwo has, has pulled this job back and uh, he's got Ryan Tannehill potentially at quarterback again, who looked at looked to him a bunch this week and the Texans are a bottom five team against the tight end. I think in just overall points scored by tight ends, I think they're like letting up the fourth most. So Jacob Cockwell, man, he's back on the menu. Disappointing season so far, but this guy, when he's getting the usage, he he has a decent floor, and he runs a four-five-two, the same forty time as George Kittle. So he's capable of breaking off big plays. He broke off three plays last year, forty plus yards, which led the league. And he has yet to do it this this year. This could be the week where he breaks off the big one out. Fantastic. All right. Well, there you go, guys. A little waiver wire action here for week 17 championship week. If you've got holes in your roster now due to injuries and you got one game to go, we got the players for you. Go check it all out over at fantasyalarm.com. Hit back to the chat here, Coop, as we wrap up today's show. And first and foremost, thank you, everybody. Uh, for staying tuned in here with us. We always appreciate that. Keep hitting that like button. Keep hitting it. Uh, Better boss. Oh, feel his pain. Lost 49 to 43 because he's like the only guy who plays in a standard league anymore. Um, (laughs) With zeros in his lineup from Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Will Lutz, plus Jalen Warren and DJ Moore laid eggs. Just needed a second TD pass from Mahomes. This is a tough week, man. This is a tough week. Especially because it's especially rough because you don't. It's I'd rather lose 150 to 43 than lose 49 to 43 because you know at certain points during the weekend, better boss was looking across the aisle at the other team and how they weren't doing anything either, and he was like, "Yeah, we got this in the bag, of course." 
How in the world were the 49ers sitting down inside uh, the five that they handed the ball to McCaffrey once and then ended up like losing six yards, seven yards more on top of that? Had he scored that touchdown, I would have been in the I would have beaten Tara Roberts in the Independence Day Invitational. And I and I also I think I would have won uh, the Shakedown Fantasy Football League, which or the gone to the championship there which drew davenport uh edged me out on that one in one of my lineups howard it was straight up head to head i think i was i was losing by one point it was my jake moody against his brock purdy Uh (laughs) (laughs) oops i literally i was like i had already chalked up as a loss right and then every quarter as we went through i sat there and i was like Well, we want to get our hopes up, but but what if? Right? And then all of a sudden, the game was over. Um, oh man, I got hurt uh, in a couple of spots too. It was yeah, not pleasant. Uh, Robert Flores says, "Before the fantasy football season comes to an end, I want to thank you guys and the rest of the Alarm family for your top tier analysis and insights. Fantasy Alarm is the one one, and second to none. Thank you very much, Rob. We appreciate sure appreciate you that very much, man." Yeah. It doesn't stop here because, you know, I I end up going and, and doing all the dynasty stuff. Like, I stay in football land, but we shift over. And, you know, Howard and Jim are going to be crushing baseball. Uh, John and Grande kill it with basketball. We've got the best UFC guy in the industry right now. We have the three out of four year FSWA hockey writer of the year. So it doesn't stop with football. You know, if you want to stick with football with me, I'm getting, you know, getting into the dynasty stuff, getting into uh, the combine, uh, free agency, the draft. So we can, well, I'll be sticking with football, but it, it keeps rocking. FA Slam never stops. So thank you guys for tuning in and get ready. Absolutely. Uh, George Cook throwing down a question here. Assuming both Pacheco and Josh Jacobs miss, would you prioritize CEH or Zamir White for waivers? Well, assuming that Jacobs misses, I think I'm going to stick with Zamir White. I mean, Going up against the Colts, you got Zamir White against the Colts. That's a, that's a great Ooh, matchup. Oh, but the the Chiefs get the Bengals, Howard. So maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, maybe. I think all right. See, it's that priority here. CH, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough because we don't know for sure. But I mean, the the they've, players have not been clearing protocol this year. I'll, I'll say this though here because I I think you need to I think you need to go after both players, right? Yeah. So. I like yeah. I think Ceh with a, a concussed Isaiah Pacheco is probably the play that I want to look to more than Zamir White because Jacobs was back at practice last week and and now he's going to have this extra time, you know, dealing with the knee issue. So, you know, and and I think the way that that Antonio Pierce has these Raiders all fired up, I think he's going to want to try and get on there. So I would definitely prioritize Ceh, but. You know, listen, you know who, who's going to be in your starting lineup for next week, for championship week. So, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't drop a, a top player there, but you know who's not cracking your starting lineup. So you might as well just. And the the Evo. the gamesmanship at this at this stage of the game can get so specific. Take a look across the aisle too. see what this other see what your other guy's working with, because if he's loaded at wide receiver and he needs running back too, you know, try and add them both if you have the fab. 
and drop a wide receiver that you know your opponent's not going to use. You know, the gamesmanship when it's a one-on-one battle, I'm looking to add defense. I don't care if I have the best defense in the league. I'm looking to add their defenses. I'm looking to do whatever I can to stop them from, from fielding the best team against me. I am in on that. So, yeah, listen, make that move. Drop the dead weight. Uh, Toronto Davos, has anybody seen Max Crosby and Coop in the same room? Do these guys look alike? Let me see. Let me have a look. See. His his beard's a little redder than mine. I've gotten – I've never. that's the first time I've gotten a, a Max Crosby. Well, wait, stop, stop smiling. Stop smiling. Give me a scowl. Eh, No. He looks more like Alan Tudyk, you know, the the pirate in uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> like a roided out version. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I've never gotten Max Crosby before. I've gotten Carson Wentz before. Yeah. The Wentz one is definitely, I've Wentz seen one. that one. Before. I, uh, I see that one. I'm like, all right, you got me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Jeremy Huffstedler. Uh, says he made the finals. Thanks to us. Thank you. Appreciate you, uh, you you shouting us out there. And uh, it also doesn't help Pacheco's case that his game was on Monday, one day less to recover a hundred percent. Great point on that there. point there as well. Yeah, there's no Monday game this week. Uh, there's oh, no Monday national, game this week. There's a national Saturday. championship. Yeah, that's right. Yep. The, the college football has that Monday. Interesting. So, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we're going to have all of our usual content rolling out on Fantasy Alarm. Coop and I will be here today and uh, tomorrow and on Thursday as well, answering all the questions. Uh, Lightning round is going to be on Thursday this week instead of getting buzzed. Uh, I am on hiatus. Uh, from getting buzzed this week. And then uh, let's see, what else? What else? What birthday else? week. Everyone say happy birthday. Howard Bender, one more time in the chat. One more time on the timeline. I, be as annoying as possible on the timeline all day today for <laughs> Howard's birthday. Absolutely, right? So uh, shout out to our Howard Bender. Shout out to the boss. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. And on that note, we're getting out of here right now. So a big thank you to Brian Burns. For Andrew Cooper, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Alarm Fantasy Football. We'll catch you next time. Those turd nuggets. <laughs> Dude, hey, boom.